Esther chapter 5. We left with Esther making a famous statement. People who don't even know the Bible know she said this. She was urged by Mordecai, who represents the Holy Spirit in our parable, who was the adopted father of Esther, cousin by relationship. And he had urged her to go into the king to plead for the Jewish people whom he had ordered to be killed. She knew if she went in there uninvited, she stood a chance to die. And I love the fact that Mordecai said, if you don't go and talk to him, somebody will. I love that because none of us should ever think we're the only person God could use to accomplish his goals. He has vast ways, but what a privilege it is for us to be obedient to the leading of the Holy Spirit and fulfill the role for which he desired for us to fulfill. And so Esther in chapter 5, on the third day, that's significant, because when you see the third day mentioned in the Bible, it always refers to the resurrection. Jesus hung on the cross three days, and then he rose from the dead. Esther had called all the people in her court to fast and pray for three days. When those days ended, she put on her royal apparel. She stood in the inner court of the king's house against the king's house, and the king sat upon the throne in the royal house against the gate. I'm reading in chapter 5 and verse 2, and it was so. When the king saw Esther the queen standing in the court, that she obtained favor in his sight, the king held out to Esther the golden scepter that was in his hand. So Esther drew near and touched the top of the scepter. That is so fascinating to me that when the king looked upon her, his heart was warm. And we must remember the, par the parable as we go through this story that is true, that Esther represents the spirit of man. And until she became his queen, his spirit was empty. We have a soul and a spirit. And sometimes we don't understand the difference. But the spirit of man was made for the residence of God. And we ignore it. We, we don't know what it's all about. But until Christ takes his place in our heart through the Holy Spirit, there's an emptiness and a restlessness that man experiences. And we seek to fulfill it through many, many good causes, but it never satisfies us. Because as Pascal, the great French physicist once said, in the heart of every man is a God-shaped vacuum. And that vacuum cannot be filled by anything created, but by God made known through Jesus Christ. And that vacuum is the spirit. We have, we have an old sin nature that never leaves us. I used to wonder why when Christ came into my life, he didn't get rid of the old sin nature. But it's because if, if I didn't have that always tugging at me, I would so, be so proud and haughty 
because I could accomplish what goals God set for me by myself. And I believe that he has kept the old sin nature there to show us that we can be weak and we give in to the lusts of the flesh. And we need the power of the Spirit of God to defeat that. And I love it that when the Spirit comes in, it's just a warm, wonderful feeling. It's a feeling of satisfaction. And as I see here, the king just looked at Esther, who represents that spirit. And he loved her. And he yielded to her. And he appreciated her. And then the king said to her in verse 3, What will you have, Queen Esther? What do you want, Esther? What is your request? And then look what he said. It shall be given unto thee, even to the half of the kingdom. He loved her so much that he was willing to give her anything she wanted, even to the half of his vast 128 province kingdom. And Esther's answer is a real shock. I had to work hard to understand what is going on here. But I did understand it. And it's very exciting to me, especially in the time in, in which we live and the confusion that exists in our country due to evil. And then Esther answered, if it seems good to the king, uh, let the king and Haman, that's the old sin nature, come this day into the banquet that I have prepared for him. Well, that's a strange request. I thought she went in to plead a case in defense of murdering the Jews. And here she's going to have a party. And then the king said, cause Haman to make haste. You see, the king had been influenced by Haman, the old sin nature in our parable. And Esther knew that until he saw Haman for who he really is, he would continue to be influenced by him. And so she planned this party. The king told Haman to hurry and get ready and do as Esther said. So the king and Haman came to the banquet that Esther had prepared. Now, uh, the king said unto Esther at the banquet of wine, what is your petition? He still says, what is it you want me to do? And it shall be granted to you. What is your request? Even to the half of the kingdom it shall be performed. He still wants to know, what do you need, Esther? Why did you risk me killing you to come in and, and now you're having a banquet for us? Tell me. But she wasn't ready to, to make her request known to him because she had to expose to him the evil nature of Haman. And then she answered and said, my petition and my request is, what another shock in the story. If I have found favor in the sight of the king, and if it please the king, that is she appeals to the will of mankind. The Spirit of God appeals to the soul. He wants us to make a decision as to what we'll do based on fact, not feeling. And you'll see that revealed as we continue.
if it please you to grant my request, let the king and Haman come to a banquet that I shall prepare for them, and I will do tomorrow, as the king has said. I'm going to have another banquet. It's going to be tomorrow, and I want you to come, and it's there that I'll tell you what my request is. I found that very strange until we read on to see what Haman's response to the second banquet was. Because God is allowing the king, through the Holy Spirit, is allowing the king to see the real person of Haman. And I read a verse, I can't find it, but it's, it's in the Gospels, I think it's Luke, where God says, when things get so bad and evil seems to prevail, realize that God is still in control and he is about to accomplish something spectacular. As I look at the government of the United States of America in October of 2019, I see such hate. And I wonder every day why God permits it. Why are the hateful people continued to, to carry on with their, their hate against our nation? Why has the U.S. House refused to do anything but fight our president? If you like him or don't like him, every person in the government has a responsibility to represent the people that put them there, not to act on their own opinion of things. And so this has helped me to accept the fact that God is still in control. Now we read on, and then Haman went forth that day joyful with a glad heart. Can't you see him? He's the only person invited to the two banquets. Oh, how his ego swelled. But when Haman saw Mordecai in the king's gate, that he stood not up nor moved for him, he was full of indignation against Mordecai. Here he is, the only person invited to this, these two banquets. But Mordecai, refusing to bow to him, was more than he could take. All the goodness of Esther, just that one person who refused to bow to him. And we will study next time. We won't take the time, this one, we're going to study next time a chapter that is going to help you understand the sinfulness of man and really what we're up against as we fight the, the flesh that lives in us forever. We're going to study Ephesians chapter 2, if you would like to read it before. But in this episode, I want to continue and finish the chapter because I want you to see what... what uh, all this did to Haman. And realize that when we, when people come up and, and glorify you and tell you how wonderful you are, it's such a temptation to just strut as a, a rooster struts. We don't need accolades. We need affirmment that we, that we believe the truth. Nevertheless, Haman refrained himself. He's so mad at Mordecai. And when he came home, he called for his friends and Zedesh, Zeresh, his wife. And he told them of the glory of his riches, 
and of the multitude of his children and all the things that the king had promoted him to and how he advanced him above the princes and the servants of the king. I'm the only one invited. Can you believe I got to go there? Can you believe I'm that close to the king? The flesh seeks to control the soul of man. And Haman said, moreover, yes, Esther the queen did let no man come in with the king unto the banquet that she had prepared but myself. And tomorrow am I invited unto her also with the king. Yet all this availed me nothing so long as I see Mordecai the Jew sitting at the king's gate. Then Zedresh his wife and all his friends said unto him, Let a gallows be made of fifty cubits high, and tomorrow speak unto the king that Mordecai may be hanged thereon. Then go thou in merrily with the king unto the banquet. And the thing pleased Haman, and he caused the gallows to be made. Now he is so excited. He's finally going to get rid of this rebel, this man who sits there and refuses to bow before him. Thank you for listening. God bless you and share this with others.